0: Do your kids want more Mystery Kids episodes? Are you sick of the same ones playing every single day? Well, we have the perfect place for you. Head over to become a Patreon today. For $5 a month, you'll get two more bonus episodes, plus episodes that are already in Patreon. Episodes like The Deepest Hole on Earth, The Great Emu War in Australia of 1932 the bombing of Hawaii's volcano, the dancing plague, the Ohio grassman, and some animal fact episodes about the pangolin, the i,i, the axolotl, and the taipan, plus much, much more. This makes a wonderful birthday present for your kids and gives you way more to talk about as a family, which is the whole point of the Mystery Kids podcast. So for $5 a month, you can get two more bonus episodes plus all the past episodes. To become a patron, go to patreon, P A T R E O N dot com backslash Mystery Kids Pod and sign up today. Thank you so much for your support. On today's episode of the Mystery Kids Podcast, what happens when blobs rain from the sky? Welcome to Mystery Kids Podcast. Welcome to another episode of the Mystery Kids Podcast. Today we are going to dive into the Oakville Blobs. Strange sighting that occurred back in the day, and I can't wait to hear what you think they might be. It was August 7th, 1994, in a town called Oakville, Washington. It was 3 a.m. when rain began to fall, which is very common in Washington, but this time it was different. The rain fell in a 20 square mile area. The residents began to note that it wasn't water that was raining, but a strange gelatinous substance that had never been seen before. Over a period of three weeks, it fell a total of six different times. The time it first began, Officer David Lacey was on patrol with a civilian friend. When he turned his windshield wipers on, they smeared it against the windshield instead of washing it off, which made it so he couldn't see out of the windshield, forcing him to pull to a gas station and try to clean it off manually. After donning a pair of latex gloves for safety, he described it as being very mushy, almost like if you had jello in your hand. Local resident Dottie Hearn Stepped outside after it stopped And noticed it was everywhere At first it looked like hailstones to her But when she touched it She noticed it had an odd gelatinous texture By that afternoon David, Dottie, and various other residents Had become mysteriously and violently ill They described having difficulty breathing Extreme vertigo Blurred vision And an increased sense of nausea Beverly Roberts, another resident, said that everyone in the town contracted a flu-like illness that lasted for two to three months. Several cats and dogs that came into contact with the substance fell ill and died. An hour after first noticing her symptoms, Dottie was found sprawled on her bathroom floor, conscious but very weak. Her daughter, Sunny, described her as feeling cold and sweat-drenched and looking pale. She was moved to the hospital where she stayed for three days and was diagnosed with a severe inner ear infection. As she was being moved there, Sunny remembered the odd rain and thinking there might be a connection to Dottie's illness. She collected samples and she sent it to the hospital. A lab technician examined it and found that it contained human white blood cells, but couldn't identify what it was or how it would have come from the sky. Samples were then sent to the Washington State Department of Health for further study. Mike McDowell, a microbiologist, noted that it was teeming with two species of bacteria, one that lives in the human digestive system. Because of Mike's findings, it was initially speculated to be human waste from an airplane. But after federal aviation administration regulations require it to be dyed blue, it was perfectly clear. Furthermore, regulations forbid pilots from rele- releasing this blue ice mid-flight. Nearly a year after Dottie fell ill, she mailed a sample that she had stored in her freezer to Test Laboratories, a private research lab. There, while it- analyzing it, Tim Davis, another microbiologist, believed he saw eukaryotic cells a complex nucleus containing cells that are present in most living creatures. This meant that it was or had been alive. One theory as to its origins was that the military's naval bombing runs at sea had accidentally destroyed a school of jellyfish and sent their pieces flying into the atmosphere. Star jelly is what it's commonly known as, it would have landed 50 miles inland. The distance and the, p- the parts would have traveled, the number of times it fell, and the lack of any rotting smell in it puts this Syrian in doubt to most residents. While the Air Force confirms that they were doing practice bombing runs over the Pacific Ocean in August 1994, they deny knowledge of the substance or any involvement in creating or dispersing it. Oakville residents are skeptical of this. Prior to it, many noticed a significantly, almost daily, amount of slow-moving military aircraft in the sky above. Some believe Oakville was the site of a military experiment designed to test a new biological weapon or to test the possible damage of biological attack on U.S. soil and what it would do, but no samples of the substance exist today. In fact, when people came to ask for the substance, to retrieve it, to do tests on it, what hap- when they would ask what happened to the specimen, the exact words that they were told were, do not ask. All of this information was aired in an Unsolved Mystery episodes back in 1997. Another interesting thing to note is this substance, which is called star jelly, has been mentioned in scientific reports and poetry since at least the 17th century. So this wasn't a one-time occurrence. One of the most recent sightings of the star jelly was in Goochland County in Virginia in the United States. It happened on June in June 2019, where a couple of five small piles of strange crushed ice-like substance, but it was jelly in nature. An agricultural expert in Chester County took a look at it under a microscope but failed to find evidence of a living organism. To the relief and probably some disappointment of the couple the expert concluded that the substance was man-made water-based polymer used in gardening as a soil replacement. So it did not end up being what was known as star jelly. But what is star jelly? What could it possibly be made of? Some people thought it could be amphibians or the eggs that they laid. It could be algae. It could be slime molds and even crystals of sodium polyacrylate, <laughs> sometimes used in agriculture. There was an obscure sighting That made this blob Totally famous It happened in Philadelphia in 1950 When two policemen saw on the streets A large quivering mass of jelly It was six feet across And about a foot thick at the center They reported that the jelly gave off a dull Purple glow When they tried to pick it up it dissolved into an odorless Sticky scum The incident allegedly became the inspiration For Steve McQueen's 1958 horror movie Known as The Blob, where an alien entity with a large, gelatinous body crashes to Earth on a meteorite. The Blob was a cheesy, B-grade monster horror flick that immediately became a cult classic. So is this Blob coming from alien creatures? I guess we won't know. They've actually never figured out what Star Jelly is. It's still a mystery today. One thing that really strikes me as weird is how the town ended up getting sick. Officer David Lacey said... Everybody in the whole town came down with something like the flu, only it was a really hard flu that lasted from seven weeks to two or three months. So what was this? What could have possibly landed in Oakville that would have created not only these strange blobs, but made the town entirely get sick? Orders ponderings about the Oakville blobs. Do you think the blobs were alien or something that science hasn't figured out yet? What do you think made the town sick? What more would you like to know about the Oakville blobs? For our animal of the week, of course, I had to pick the ugliest animal on earth known as the blobfish. So what is the blobfish? It's actually a very rare and interesting, that's a word, interesting looking fish that lives on the bottom of the ocean. It has very little muscle and a soft skeletal structure that helps it live under the pressure of the ocean. The blobfish is part of the cyclulidae family, which comes from the Greek word meaning to have a cold bath. Which is very fitting for the blobfish because it le- lives deep in the ocean where it's very far from the sun's warmth. The blobfish got its name because if you look at its pictures, you can totally understand it looks like a blob made of jelly, substance, especially when it's not in the water. It's a weird pink Thing with a large nose And uh, yeah it, it looks really grumpy You've got to look at a picture I'll have the pictures up on our website so The blobfish live on the ocean floor Of the southwest Pacific They live at depths of 2,000 to 9,200 feet um, It's pitch black And the pressure is so strong That no human could survive down there That's why they need special scuba diving robots To explore, explore the depth Um, The blobfish body is made up of a very slimy mass, which can withstand the extraordinarily high pressure at the bottom of the ocean. It couldn't survive at the surface. While it looks like a normal fish underwater, its body collapses like a limp balloon if it isn't under enough pressure. So strange. So it just floats over the ocean floor until prey comes close enough for it to attack. The blobfish don't have any natural enemies and it is one of the threatened species and is caught up in the nets of deep fish, deep sea fishermen. Blobfish has been officially voted the ugliest animal in the world. There's two different types of fish in the blob fish family, which I'm not even going to try to say the different names. So one can be up to 27 inches or 70 centimeters long and weigh up to 21 pounds or 9.5 kilograms. These ones live in the North Pacific, about 9,200 feet below the surface or about 2,800 meters. The other species is completely considerably smaller. It's about 12 inches or 30 centimeters. It lives in the southwest pacific at depths up to 4,000 feet or 1,200 meters. So I will have on our website what the blobfish looks like out of the water and what the blobfish looks like in the water where it does actually look like a very normal fish but apparently when you pull it out of the water it just looks really ugly and like a blob. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Mystery Kids Podcast. If you could do me a huge favor and go ahead and leave us a rating on Apple Podcasts. We love to get five-star ratings and tell us what you love about it. It makes us so happy here at the Mystery Kids Podcast. We also have all of our resources on our website, mysterykidspodcast.com. And there we also have free coloring pages. We have different books if you want to expand your knowledge on these certain topics we love to hear what you guys think about this podcast and we also get a little bit of kickback if you use one of our links to purchase something thank you so much for listening to this episode and we'll see you next time on the mystery kids podcast thanks for listening what happened to a small town that vanished without a trace